0: Okay, I really haven't figured out how to start my podcast or my podcast episodes. But I'm so glad to be recording another episode so soon uh, to to the last one that I did. And I've been meaning to do this for a while, really tackle or talk about this topic, because I feel like I have a lot of feelings about it. Uh, If you guys have cable television, uh, you might have heard that Fox Asia stop streaming on cable TV and they've decided to focus all their efforts on uh, their streaming platform. And it makes sense, because there's so many streaming platforms now, aside from Netflix. In the US you have Hulu, you also have Amazon Prime, you also have uh, Disney Plus, which we don't have here yet, and a lot of others, right? NBC has Peacock, I forget what, well there's HBO Max also, and then I forget, there are some channels that have their own too, so anyway. I digress right but really um, if you guys didn't know I've been a huge TV addict since I was 13 Uh, 2001 you guys do the math you'll know how old I am but yeah I've I've been a huge fan of television since then and I'd like to think and this is gonna be sort of like therapizing and if you're sitting next to your therapist and saying okay what do you think caused this well uh, growing up My mom deprived me of television. She wanted me to focus on my schoolwork. So after school, I couldn't watch TV. And I went to an international school in Jakarta, Indonesia. And international schools are not as heavy on homework as local schools here in the Philippines, right? Because I eventually went back and sort of got a little culture shock. There's so much schoolwork, so much to do, but yeah. Uh, During my formative years, I studied in an international school, and they really focus on other developmental skills, like there's reading time. I remember going home with just a piece of paper, and that was my homework, and obviously that took like less than an hour to do, and after that, I'd be stuck with nothing to do, and I was an only child for a long time. Uh, My little sister came along when I was eight, uh, but she was an infant, so obviously I couldn't hang out or play with her. So, and I was, I, there were so many after school activities that I could have taken up, like swimming, dance class, I could have joined the Brownie Scouts. But obviously, the introverted, awkward Alex that is still in me somehow <laughs> uh, just wanted to go home and spend some time alone. So, after homework, since I couldn't watch TV, I would borrow books from the library and I would be able to go through like three books in one day and then find myself back at the library the next day returning those books and borrowing again until i ran out of books to borrow but basically i could only watch television on saturdays and sundays and friday nights so that's how or and holidays uh, and that's how sort of strict my mom was and then our house at the time was a two-story house so downstairs only had local tv and cable and then uh the VHS or the Laser discs, yeah, Laserdisc, <laughs> I'm that old, uh, was all upstairs and there's a TV room upstairs. And I was a kid, so I really didn't know how. I wasn't as tech savvy as the kids are now. I mean, you hand a, an iPad to a toddler and he or she can easily be able to locate YouTube and watch their favorite videos. I wasn't that tech savvy as a kid. So I would have to wait for my dad to come home, or again, weekends, because he was at work, to turn on the TV and everything upstairs so I could watch, right? So, else I would be stuck watching local Indonesian programming on our TV downstairs. And I actually did. I was actually, I was a kid, you know, and kids pick up languages pretty quick. So, I would end up watching like Indonesian telenovelas or dramas with some of our helpers. And I would understand every word and I remember distinctly crying after like a character died and because I understood everything word for word and uh, if, I, if, I may, if I may jump, obviously I couldn't watch TV first thing in the morning, but Saturday morning cartoons have always been a thing, right? So I remember watching Power Rangers, The Power Rangers and Sonic the Hedgehog in Bahasa Indonesian and I would understand every word, which is amazing, right? So again, going back, I was deprived from a lot of television as a child, which I guess sort of makes me the TV addict that I am today right so I remember uh, when I was in when I was living in Indonesia I'd watch TV a lot I'd be familiar with all these shows I wouldn't exactly watch all of them but I would know at least the premise or some of the actors I would recognize them you know from from the shows that they were from right so very very obsessed and there wasn't there weren't vlogs no there weren't blogs yet blog sites right where you could actually you know type down stuff. Ra- we did have a computer but it just wasn't that elaborate or I guess we weren't connected to the internet anyway I don't really remember it was 2001 guys, 21, 20, 21 years ago. <laughs> I had to pause for a second and do a bit of mental math uh, but yeah so I remember I had a notebook it was a red spiral notebook and I would write down my thoughts after an episode, it was sort of like a post-evaluation of a show. And if you think about it, it's sort of like writing a blog today, a modern way of doing it, at least. Or for me, the traditional, old-school way. So it was sort of like a diary, but it was really me just processing an episode. So yeah. So fast forward through the years, I remember also when we moved back to Manila, we first stayed uh, in a condo for a while because we were still setting up the place where we lived. It where we we lived in the remainder of my educational years here in the Philippines. We were setting up the house and we had cable, but they didn't have Star World. If you guys know Star World, they pretty much had all the really good shows on there. And I remember just really being devastated and sad because I really, I re, that's, that's where I watch all my shows, right? And I moved back here and I couldn't do that. So it was a bummer. And then when they actually announced, that they were gonna, that, you know, that, uh, I think it was Sky Cable, yeah, Sky Cable said that they were finally gonna get Star World and all the star channels, you know, star movies, star sports, et cetera, but I didn't really care about star sports. Um, I actually went to the bathroom and cried tears of joy. It's that crazy. So that's how, that's how sort of TV insane I am. And I still think that I am, it's just, I'm not as up-to-date because there, again, there are so many channels, you still have network television in the U.S., And then you have all these streaming platforms, so it's really, really hard to keep up, right? By default, though, I personally lean towards sitcoms only because I find that TV is sort of like an escape from reality, right? So if you watch something a bit heavy or depressing, it tends to mirror your own life. No, (laughs) that makes me sound real sad. No, but really, you want something that's the opposite, right? If you were tired from work, you obviously want something that's a little more light, you know, and fluffy, and something that you can laugh at, you know, sort of dream about. So yeah, but I did watch a couple of serious shows. I do have a roster of serious shows that I enjoyed. So yeah, so going back, (laughs) that's a long (laughs) history of my love of television. So going back though, when, when Fox Asia decided to, Fox Asia, by the way, used to be Star World, okay, so when they decided to to go off air not that i was watching that much cable anymore anyway because I, I i am subscribed to a lot of streaming platforms and of course there are other ways to watch stuff right so i was a little sad you know it's like wow okay so people really do just have to rely on streaming platforms and, and i get it i get how on demand works so much better than having to you know schedule your day or schedule your your nights at least around television but if you think about it and I've read so many articles too about people who are sort of reminiscing uh, about old school TV in the 90s and even in the, the early 2000s and 2010s is that people actually made sure to make plans around the shows that they watch right and this is before TiVo okay so before so you you have Old school TV and then TiVo comes along and people are now able to, we, ne- we never got TiVo in Asia, did we? Yeah, I always hear that in the US, but TiVo allows you to record your shows, right? It allows you to record your show so that if you are out, you can come home and still watch it. But of course now you don't need TiVo anymore because you, you can watch your, show, you watch your shows pretty much anytime, right? But of course there is still that thrill when a new episode drops every single week so you have to wait for it. Not to say that network television is completely dead. You still have your networks in the US, you know, dropping, releasing new shows. But there are times when they sort of cross drop also on Netflix or another other streaming platforms like if you if you're familiar with Riverdale I stopped watching that because it's a bit of a train wreck I watched like the first two seasons and it got weird yeah but um, <laughs> Riverdale drops on the WB oh no not on the WB they're, they're not known that anymore they're known as CW so they drop on the C- they drop on CW every week and then they also drop on Netflix uh, like a couple of hours later so that also happens so I guess for those who don't live in the US like us we can actually watch it on netflix right so there right i i mean i personally can still relate to scheduling your days around your television show or your television shows plural <laughs> uh i mean if you're lucky you have cable there's reruns they're always going to be reruns at a different time you know but it's not the same right i i personally enjoy I mean, I enjoy watching on my phone. It's very convenient, don't get me wrong. You could be commuting on your way home and watching your show. You could be working and watching your show, right? Or, you know, taking lunch breaks, watching your show. But at the same time, it's still different when you see it on TV and you're actually holding a remote control. I'm actually holding one right now. And so what I do is I, I still cast. I mean, some a lot of people own smart TVs now, I'm guessing. Uh, but I personally have like a Google Chromecast. So from my phone, I still like to cast my shows because it's different, it's a different experience. Like, and I'd like to think that TVs are still essential in this day and age. So it's, it's just different, I guess. You know, I appreciate the on-demand, anytime, anywhere, convenience. But sometimes you just gotta miss, you know, really just waiting for your shows to drop. Can I just share also, this is just a random recording anyway, right, of just me sharing my love for television. Uh, I remember back when I back at my first job they weren't as strict and hopefully no one from my first job is listening to this Uh, I remember they weren't as the IT wasn't as strict with access to shows to to websites etc so and this was pre Netflix there was no Netflix set in the Philippines I think this was 2000 2010 right 2010 to 2013 roughly right what I would do is I would actually cuz there you can calculate a 12 to is it 14 hour difference between here and the east coast or the west coast, right? And I was able to find a site that allows you to stream US channels live, no cost, right? So what I would do is I would show up at work early so that I could watch my shows live as it happens. So for instance, off the top of my head, the Big Bang Theory, for instance, would drop on a Friday, on a Thursday night in the US. Thursday, I think it was like 8 p.m. Eastern time, or 8.30, I would show up at work before 8.30 so that I'm in my seat, eating breakfast, and watching the Big Bang Theory before I actually start working. (laughs) And uh, I I don't know, I, I probably ate up so much bandwidth at work, but I was hoping that since people started showing up at around nine, that they wouldn't mind. I also remember watching award shows the same way. So I would actually eat up a lot of the office bandwidth because I wanted to watch my shows live, right? It was just fun, you know, it's, it's fun to watch it with everyone else. And this was during the time when people would actually live tweet shows. And I would actually do that. I would live tweet my reactions as I'm eating. So my, my screen is obviously minimized. So People behind me or were walking around me won't see me watching. <laughs> Although in my defense though, it was actually not illegal to watch while working because I remember seeing teammates also who were watching stuff, probably not live streaming, but watching stuff while doing work because it's not a bad thing as long as you're able to do and finish what is you know finish whatever it is you need to do. okay. I'm just trying to justify my actions. <laughs> but yes, that was me 2010-2013. I would always watch my shows live. I would live tweet, live react. Because it feels good, you know, when you actually see people who are also watching with you reacting the same way. So there, that was me. I remember having like a TV schedule pinned up on like my workstation. Um, and I would always hate daylight savings time because... I, it would be an hour early. So if a show was at 8, that means it would start at 7. 7 a.m. Philippine time. So I'd be like, oh, such a bummer. So I would never get to watch that. Obviously, I'm not going to show up at the office at 7 a.m. So <laughs> a little suspicious, right? So uh, that, that's that's how it, intense I was back then. I'm not as intense now. I also remember I would always watch. I I'd, I'd love awards season. So I was obsessed with award shows I love award season I would and I still think I think I still know so it sort of starts with you know the Golden Globes in January you've got the Grammys in February and then the SAG Awards Screen Actors Guild and then you also have the Oscars I think usually that's the last what I don't memorize are all the other music awards like billboards AMAs I just remember the Grammys but the rest and MTV VMAs, right? So not, I don't know. I don't remember the exact dates of those. But the Emmys usually happen tail ends, usually September or October. See? And I used to watch those all the time because I remember knowing all the actors. Even if I didn't watch their shows, I'd be familiar with the shows, right? So from the drama category would be this, this, and this. And I know this person. Um, and I know that, for instance, The Practice was a law show. Didn't watch it. But I know that it was a lost show. It had Dylan McDermott in it. it. Is is he? Never mind. Oh. <laughs> um, and a lot of others, right? Uh, Chicago Hope was a, a hospital show. Never watched it. But I am familiar with the actors. So, you know, things like that. Law & Order, CSI. Never watched these shows. Or probably watched an episode or two. But never got really into it. But anyway, I loved awards season. Loved seeing everybody in their gowns. And I'd always look forward to the comedy category, like outstanding ensemble in a comedy, outstanding lead actor in a comedy, lead actress, supporting actor, supporting actress, because again I watched a lot of sitcoms so I'd be like hey I know this person and always be rooting for someone but now not so much. I remember someone asking me if I wanted a copy of the SAC Awards or I'd actually be you know asking for a link for it but Again, I'm not as TV obsessed as I used to be, so I really just look for clips on YouTube and just watch the speeches, right? Or sometimes I'm late to the show, late to the party. Like I remember people watching a certain show, hype, 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 everyone's watching it all at the same time and I come in like a month later because I just didn't wanna (laughs) saturate the market. No, I'm kidding. I am not hipster in that way. It's just sometimes I just choose to watch something after it's over and then appreciate it from there. But again, it's easier when everyone's crazy about it because you're all talking about it and I really can't relate, so. <laughs> uh, what else do I have to say about TV? I remember thinking about stuff. I mean, there's still some TV shows and I actually find myself re-watching some of the old shows that I used to watch versus, I mean, I am starting a few new shows, but. So while I look forward to a lot of new shows, I still find myself drawn towards some of the old shows I used to watch. I actually had to rewatch because, to be perfectly honest, I actually sometimes don't start a show from the very beginning or I don't get hooked. I start from the middle because usually pilot episodes are so dragging. It's, uh, I mean, no offense, I know that that's what gets them picked up as a series but pilot episodes are a bit shaky especially the first season because they're sort of feeling things out they're sort of laying the foundation for the story and then once you hit season 2 onwards it gets interesting right so there are a lot of shows that I started from the middle and got interested from there and then <clears throat> find myself re-watching so I can actually appreciate it because I know the story so I get to appreciate the origin right so some examples are Parks and Recreation, if you watch the pilot season, oh, no, first season and the pilot episode, it gets, it's really dry. The same goes for The Office, but it gets better. you know. So sometimes you gotta watch a random episode. If you think it's funny, watch a couple more from the middle and then start from the beginning. Sometimes it happens. So you guys, if there was a show that you're not so drawn to, try watching it from the middle, that is my tip. So yeah, TV always will be an obsession. it's it, it's and especially now during the pandemic, I think everyone turned to television. Everyone's stuck at home. They ended up turning to their TVs for comfort. They've been watching all these shows, right? Even shows that they never watched before. They ended up watching because you're stuck at home. So, I think it did not help. <laughs> it did not help my addiction and obsession. So, what I'm interested in, and if you guys want to interact with me, and what sort of TV shows do you watch? Are there shows you are obsessed with? Are there shows that you hate? Shows that you're interested in watching but have never watched before or would you want recommendations from me? Because I'd love to give you a list of shows. Granted that we have the same type of humor and interest. (laughs) So you can uh, tweet me, it's at Alex947. You can also drop me a Facebook message, it's DJAlex947. And that's the same handle you use on Instagram in case you want to message me on Instagram also. Alright, so I'm going to end this episode here and say that I am thankful for television. They say that it's not always the healthiest thing in the world, but TV has gotten me through some of the toughest moments in my life. I mean, aside from prayer, of course. Um, but yeah, it has gotten me through some of the saddest moments in my life. And sometimes escapism is so important. You know, sometimes you just want to escape for a little while. Live in a little fantasy bubble. In that little comic bubble of, like, couples that you ship on television. Right? Or just laugh. So, thank you, TV. For making me who I am. (laughs) What a weird way to end this podcast. Bye, guys.